Hi, I'm Chud X. And I'm Lanny. And this is The World As It Is Today. Hey, welcome everybody. Thanks for listening to The World As It Is Today. We're happy to have you. And it is another special day where we're sitting down with each other, husband and wife. We're going to have a conversation without people interrupting us, maybe. No babysitter. No babysitter. There's a nap happening. A napping and uh, <laughs> and uh, our eight-year-old is, I don't know what he's up to, but he's keeping himself occupied. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right. I kind of want to just jump into it. Do we have any like uh, um, business to take care of? Oh, well, I probably should mention we've got some exciting news. I have a online oh. fermentation workshop scheduled for Sunday, April 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's called um, Fermentation for Food Preservation. It's going to be a part of a series of workshops called Exploring Fermentation. So this one's specifically going to be talking about food safety and long-term storage and, you know, how-to equipment, all of that kind of stuff. But from a perspective of an anarchist and a free mind and... Somebody who is not an expert, that's me, I'm not an expert, but I'm here to tell you all of my experience, which has been, you know, over a dozen years of me, trial and error and trial again and success of fermenta- fermenting stuff and making it last a super long time. You sure, sure you shouldn't call your whole thing trial and error uh, fermentation? I think I, I think, think that would should. instill confidence in everyone. Isn't there a, literally a place in there town? Is, yeah, there's like a t- it's it's like a place you take game, your deer yeah, game, to game break meat. it down and process it, yeah. and they're called trial and error meats. <laughs> Every time I see that, I'm like, dude, that fuck that rules. That's a killer name, but. <laughs> Seriously, I bet a lot of people are like, yeah, I think uh, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll pass on that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Tri- and trial and error fermentation is, it just hit me as funny. I like the idea. No one I, can steal that. Word. I'm going to keep that one. I know that a lot of people pocket. have, have uh, uh, is fear too big of a word to use? Fear of fermenting before they've fermented? No, I don't think it's too big of a word. I really think yeah, that's, it's, that's a big you, deal. You people. definitely had yeah, I was, fear I was at worried. the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why this course, course is a workshop, workshop, is such a great idea for particularly beginners, but not even just beginners, but, um, but just to put some minds at ease to feel more comfortable trying stuff. Yeah, that'll be a big part of it. And then, like, if you fermented before, there's definitely going to be stuff that you could probably benefit from just in the conversation that we're going to have. So again, not an expert, but lots of experience. And I really enjoy sharing my experience with others and hearing their experience. And, um, there's going to be some really cool people in the class. Excited to announce that Buffalo and Legs from False Reality Check will be joining us. Whoop, whoop. And Adam Schonauer from Trust the Silence. Trust the Silence. And hopefully Bob. Excellent podcast. But we'll see who else shows up. I've got another, uh, individual, uh, that here's it's here locally that wants to join, but yeah, maybe she's I'll, been to some of your in person. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe I'll invite her cause I'm also having an in-person one the week before. So if you're in the Northwest Washington area, I'll, uh, check out the Instagram when there's, there's going to be some notifications of the in-person one as well. But yeah, that should be fun. So I'm like, I'm balls deep in planning that <laughs> <laughs> and I've got like 
uh, all I can think about is is how to write stuff out and pictures I've taken that I want to share. And when, when you say balls deep, is that because you use ball brand? Yes. Candy. Oh drugs? yeah, obviously. I don't know what you thought. Get your yeah, mind right. out of the gutter. Yeah, it was absolutely. No, actually, I didn't think of that at all. That's a really good <laughs> joke. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Um, very disjointed, confusing way of describing a, a great workshop that's coming up. That'll be. It's, it's a great workshop. You're great at what you do. I've I've listened in from the other room when you've done your in-person ones, you know, because I'm always with the with the boys. Uh, but you you have a great way of explaining these things to people, and I think that anyone who does this this uh, workshop with you is going to be very satisfied. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to hear what people have to say and and other experiences because I always learn something when I do them as well. I've never heard negative feedback from your in-person workshops and you've had a lot of repeat, um, customers. That's not the right word. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely been repeat attendees. So attendees. Been good. Yeah. Go. For my bone broth workshop as well. Crossover to the fermentation ones. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. So April 10th, 1 PM Pacific standard time. If you're interested, you can email me at greenerpostures at protonmail.com or find my post on Instagram. Uh, check that out. I actually made a trailer for it, like a bunch of information on YouTube. So the Preserving Today YouTube channel has a like th- four minute uh, video all about what we're going to do at the workshop and why I'm doing it. So check it out. Uh, I'll point out, I've, I've watched that twice now, and oh. I think that there's uh, a key moment in that where you do the about the host or oh, hostess. Yeah, or I know. It has my face reveal on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, oh, You've been on YouTube before. No, oh, I know, but on my channel. Uh, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, in there, you talk, like you just mentioned, like, what are my interests? And you say stuff like agorism and uh, and freedom and things like that, which I know, like, whatever, in, especially in this sphere, people who are listening to this, like, yeah, that's attached to, like, everything we do and everything you probably do that's listening. Um, but in the event that this gets passed on to other people, like, I don't know, was that last episode of this that we were talking, like, like what's your, what's, what's your angle or something? I don't know, we, we talked about your you doing these courses before. Oh, sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I realized watching that, that, well, you have a huge, what, what makes you different than other people doing this? There's fucking bloggers all over the place who are telling you how to, how to cook and clean. Um, but you're, you are an ally to the friends of Liberty, Uh to the friends of agorism, anarchism, uh, you know, the, what, what I want to just say is like the real deal. Yeah. The people who are awake, awake and paying yeah. attention. Um, you know, yeah, sure. You can, you can learn how to make sourdough from, uh, uh, drunk city housewives or whatever. <laughs> their that, lips are, their tongues, their tongues. All, yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all. Yeah. I was, no, was going to say I mean, black, but there, yeah. Kinda. There is a lot of people that are better looking and have better aesthetic and nicer clothes and a fancier kitchen and better equipment than me. But and, and, they, and they just got bored during the, during the lockdowns and they started this doing this type of project or something, something to that effect. You're someone who's got genuine passion all the way through your whole life. Your life is, uh, is it permeates with the with the uh, with fermentation canning broth all these things it's 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 a massive part of your life just as uh you know philosophies on anarchism and agorism and liberty and all that kind of stuff is and that's 
uh, that's your corner. So that's it. So I wanted to make a workshop for people like us, for free-minded people for, to come together, to learn together. And I'm setting up a Telegram group for the, um, class, uh, for the workshop as well. So anybody who attends will have that access to that Telegram group after, so we can all stay in touch and ask questions and post pictures of what we're doing. And I thought that was like kind of a cool idea to keep everybody in touch afterwards. For sure. And, and yeah, I know I, I looked around online. I was like, what does it cost to do a fermentation workshop? And it seems there are fermentation workshops, but they're pre-recorded ones that you just watch. So you're lacking the community aspect, which I'm trying to cultivate here. Mm-hmm. Um, as best I can in a virtual space. And then uh, the, those range from like uh, $80 to $150 uh, for a pre-recorded workshop from an expert. I'm, I'm doing air quotes. What, for... Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. We're no vision, no no visual here. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are you charging? Um, it is uh, $30. 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So you're I... undercutting, undercutting them. You see, you're using your understanding of capitalism and free market. Yeah. I want to have a lot of people there. And if we can do a gift of to us for $30 for Venmo, and I'm going to provide the exclusive access to the telegram group and the, Oh, I've got a really rad booklet that's going out to everybody uh, with recipes and tips and equipment resources. Digital booklet. Um, yes, yeah, a gotcha. PDF form that I'll email, uh, format that I'll email to Because your in-person ones, you always hand someone. Up. Yeah, we have, I have printed ones and I have little, um, like, trifold cheat sheet brochure type things that I give to everybody. Yeah. Um, and then there was something else. I was giving something else, but I can't remember what it is. Love. Love. So much love. <laughs> and just, uh, I'll, I'm always here for you when you have questions after. But enough about me and what I'm working on and what I can't stop thinking about. Okay, I do, I do love talking about that, but I'm, I'm a little excited to jump into this podcast today because, um, I and and you as well, we're, we are trying to paint a picture. I don't know that we've really articulated this even to each other, but we're we're trying to paint a picture of something that has gone in our opinions extremely wrong with our culture and we don't hit on it every episode but it is to be our overall um 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 message that we want to piece together there's a puzzle that i'm trying to piece together I think I have it kind of in my head, but I haven't articulated it all. And it takes a long time to do these things, to figure these things out. And I and and this podcast is to kind of figure this all out. And that is, you know, simply stated, uh, the 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 nuclear family and its its destruction of what we think was the traditional family and um, tribes and, and you know all alike. all of that kind of stuff. So. There's a new angle on it for this episode that I, I'd really like to hash out. And that I'm going to start with saying um, is social generations. Um, that meaning um, not familial generations, not uh, mother, father, or uh, let's see, I mean, uh, child, parent, grandparent, great-grandparent, uh, which... You know, I think that's a good way to count some time uh, is through generations. If we say like a generation is 20 years, then maybe you say, uh, you know, 100 generations ago to give you a time instead of giving a date, 
you know, it's just giving you a, a, a picture of how much time has gone by. But there's something that it kind of dawned on me recently is a modern phenomena. Uh, I thought of it when uh, our friend Adam Alamano was on Scott from Truthzilla's new podcast, Rebunk. When Scott and Adam were talking, something came up about, about um, Generation X and uh, the Millennials. Okay. And while they were talking, um, uh, Scott pulled something up on his computer and uh, was reading out the years of the generations. And I realized, my God, I do Into the Apocalypse with Adam and we probably shouldn't be doing a podcast together because we're from different generations. <laughs> what is he? Three years older than you? Yeah, if that. Yeah. Uh, but he was firmly planted in the um, generation X, and I was a millennial, according to to what what he looked up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I, I I just think it's kind of funny to think that we're from different generations, considering you know. We're, we're very similar in so many aspects of the way we were raised and the paths of life that we followed. Um, to think we're from different generations is is silly. And there are so many things where we draw these imaginary lines uh, for so many different things. Um, but generations is definitely one of those. And what were you calling these social generations? And so so I'm going with the these are social generations instead of familial. Familial, just societal, meaning... Societal, did you call it, or social? Social, social. but societal would work, Whatever. too. So uh, something, like, because generations usually, to me, would ring that it was, like, yeah, fa- familial, like uh, kids, par- mom, grandma, great-grandma. Right. Great-great-grandma. That's your generations of your family. Uh, and then it wasn't until I was in, I don't know, middle school that I heard of, like, Oh, what generation are you in? The greatest, greatest generation. The greatest generation. Uh, the the boomer generation. Mm-hmm. The baby and then boomers. The generation X, and then mm-hmm. I didn't hear the term millennial until long after it would have become the millennial generation. Oh yeah, because we are millennials. And what there was some Pepsi ad. You remember that generation next? Oh shit. Yeah, Pepsi advertising for a while was uh, advertising yeah. to the cool generation of Generation X and they were saying Generation oh, X. Oh, okay, okay. Something like that. Yeah, and fuck, I, I have not thought about that, but as soon as you said it it's like like that little tingling in your brain yeah. that uh, advertising, you know, it just it seeped in there for all those years. I knew exactly what you were saying. Yeah, so that's really when I started to be aware of um, social generations uh-huh. and um, Yeah, they're pushing that, it. That was, that was, at, I don't know, what, early 90s, probably? Okay, yes, so perfect. Pepsi. Uh, this, like, I, I want to make a case here to fit into this bigger puzzle. I want to make a pay- case that uh, they, they, the elite, whoever came up with this concept of these, what I'm calling social generations, to try to drive a wedge between one another. Um, I think that um, the idea that my father was a baby boomer and I'm apparently a millennial, but I I really identify more as Generation X, I guess. Um, But I'm of a different generation than my father. I don't like the things that my father liked. He liked the Beatles. I like 
rudimentary peni, <laughs> you know, I don't know, whatever. Like, uh, my music's different. My fashion's different. Like everything about me and my dad are totally different. Well, I think that kind of comes from this like generational psyop that I think that we're all experiencing. Um, does that ring sure, like, make sense bit. to you? I mean, maybe not even between parents and kids, but even like kids and other kids. So sure. like, like a little kid versus a teenager, a teenager would say I'm a different yeah. generation. Our generation's like this. And you know, I'm almost six years older than my little brother. He's my only sibling. And so I kind of remember that when I learned about generations being like, Oh, well he's, he's a millennial and I'm a ex. I, I didn't know how to look up what the dates were cause we didn't have computers. So guessing I, I think me and my brother would be of a different generation and, uh, he was born in what, 1990, 89, the end of 89, 89. I, I have a list of these generations up in front of me. Uh, no, he's a millennial 80 to 94 is what I'm seeing on this. So he'd be a millennial and I would be still a millennial or, cause oh, yeah. it seems like the other part about generations, social generations like this is that the dates aren't like, it's not like a 50 year block. And it's like a, a random amount of time that each generation is. And then like who comes up with these names? Mm -hmm. Like, is this, is this Pepsi that comes up with the, this stuff or. Okay. Hey, look, just for fun, for anybody listening, who's, who's as curious about this as I am, I, I have this list in front of me. Should I, should I just read it out? You should read it, but say what the source is. So the source is this website that I know nothing about called, uh, careerplanner.com it's like take your free uh personality test and discover why you are different kind of a website oh it wants you to take a personality test to see and what I'll you say, should say like if i do it have. it will without a doubt say garbage man <laughs> not like that i should be working for the garbage company but that i'm a garbage <laughs> cuz you're a trash person <laughs> i'm a trash i'm a trash people uh okay so it says the Lost Generation. And just so you know, the it, it's advertising on the side. It says pharma careers in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they want us to be, uh, and, and for some reason he's wearing a lab coat and hiking at the same time. Weird as fuck. He's got a backpack over. Over a, like a, a pharmacy oh, technician's lab coat, like yeah. a white lab coat. Okay. Maybe he just works for NASA. <laughs> okay. So it's a painful process to figure out where he is in the woods. <laughs> So I'm just going to run down this. I'm going to skip over one of them because it doesn't make sense to me. But it says, The Lost Generation, 1890 to 1915. The Interbellum Generation, 1901 to 1913. Uh, oh, oh, and these numbers, these dates are uh, birth starts and birth ends. And listen to that right there, the first ones. 1890 to 1915. And then the next one is 1901 to 1913. So the second one... Ends before the first one ends. It's got 14-year overlap. There. So, yeah, what the heck? Okay. And then the next one is 1910 to 1924. And that's the? The greatest generation. Okay. So there's a three-year overlap there, and that's the end of these overlaps. Uh, the silent generation, 1925 to 1945. Baby boomer generation, 1946 to 1964. Generation X, 1965 to 1979. That's where Adam is, because he was born in like 78, and I was born in 81. So I end up as millennial, 1980 to 1994. And then I, Gen slash Gen Z, 95 to 2012. And Gen Alpha, what a name, 
Gen Alpha is 2013 to 2025. I didn't notice it says to 2025. So Neither did I, but I need to, to scroll back here just a little bit to bring the attention to that some of these have multiple names, including Millennials, are also called Generation Y mm-hmm. or Gen Next. Gen Next. That was totally Pepsi. a Pepsi commercial. And that's what I thought. I was, Oh, I'm Generation Next or Generation uh, Y when I was a kid. But the Millennials name didn't come up until much later. I didn't hear that until like after I was done in high school. Yeah, I wonder if those ads were specifically targeted at people our age like millennials as we're called i think so and it was early 90s advertising i'm sure and the, I, I said i was going to skip over one uh just to say what it was it's called zennials and that was 75 to 85 um which would also be both of us and overlapping as well as Gen as well as adam yeah and i think that's it, it it actually has a little note at the bottom saying that that's it's an overlap for some some uh, millennials don't ident- identify more as as Generation X, and some Generation X people identify more, which shows you with all of these there should be overlap if we're gonna have these stupid fucking titles. But I think these titles are a psyop, man. Like I think the idea, you know, like just think about how much in the last uh, five years we've heard, okay, boomer. Oh yeah. Uh, I've been called a boomer con, <laughs> which is retarded. Is because, that at work from the little kids at work? Yes. <laughs> uh, they call me a boomer con, meaning a boomer conservative. Conservative, right? Which they, it means they think I was born in 1964 or earlier. They don't know how old you are. Like, that... It, <laughs> whatever. Like, I mean... and And... When I when I said something like that in response, they said, "Yeah, well, these things are a state of mind." Mm. Okay, well, I actually kind of agree with them there to yeah. some degree, you know, like except except these damn titles. So uh, the current age of baby boomers are nineteen or fifty eight years old to seventy six years old. Yeah, it's also got those columns. So there okay, too. so our parents are, are boomers clearly. Okay, yes. all right. Our our parents in general, people listening to this, our parents are baby boomers and we're all either the zennials or we're probably all everyone listening to this is probably fits in that zennial but there's probably some that that identify more as gen x or or millennial um but um okay so i keep saying this but i'm not really making making my point and I don't know that I'm ever going to make my point here. I'm just going to keep talking about it and see if it makes any sense to anyone. Um, I think this combines as well with our concept of schooling, where we start separating people out year by year, um, where uh, when you're in uh, third grade, you're older and superior to those in second grade and you're younger and inferior to those in in fourth grade, right? Right. And that gets even more blurry, especially when we're looking at this list where it gives you years for this. Uh, you know, the, the kids that were born in 1979 or 1980, uh, like right on that, like that means that you probably had classmates in your class who were of a different generation. Sure. But... Uh, but they, but they, they get this, they get you all in this like frame of mind of that, like someone older than you is smarter and or cooler. I don't know about the cooler aspect, but they're at least smarter. 
They're doing different subjects than you. They're learning about the capitals of each of the 50 states while you're just learning the 50 states. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that's fifth grade material. You're in fourth grade. You know, you, it's not that you're not allowed to look at what they're doing, but you know, stay in your lane. Sure. And you probably don't want to look back at what the other kids are doing because you already did that. And if you don't know, if you have to look at it, it's because you're stupid. It's all all this idea of, Oh, these dumb little kids. And, and so kindergartens are kindergartens are oblivious to it, but by the time you're in first grade, you know kindergartners are the babies, yeah. And that the second graders are the cool kids, and then that keeps moving up like that as you go. When I was in kindergarten, I can't remember what the grade was, but we had like I think there were third grade buddies uh-huh. would come and read a story to us once a week or once a month or something like mm-hmm. that, and we were each assigned a specific one. So I had a buddy. I don't. I, I just barely remember this, right? I'm but sorry. I, it's just reminding me of the new South Park episode where they all got a teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, you know, that's funny. It's very similar, except we were much younger. There were no teenagers yet. and um, But uh, I remember thinking that kid, wh- whoever it was, was so cool. He, uh, we, we read a story. I even remember something about the story. It had a... Yeah. <laughs> It was a different time, I guess, because they probably don't have whatever this book was in the in the school library for kindergartners anymore. There was a, a lady drilled holes in her paddle so that she could hit the children harder. Oh, wow. And I remember this older kid explaining to me, like, why she would drill holes in it and the wind resistance. Oh, nice. Right? And yeah. I didn't quite get it. Uh-huh. But I, like, remembered that. I remembered, like, learning that, you know, a couple years later. Really weird thing to learn from a third grader from, in yeah, kindergarten Yeah, this would have been, like, from a third grader. I wonder what book that was. I, 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 even if it was, maybe if I was, like, reading it to one of our sons, I'd be like, You're oh, like, shit. Oh, as, soon as, as soon as the holes were being drilled, I might remember. But I can't remember the pictures or anything. Um. It might have been stuff like that in like Matilda by mm-hmm. Roald Dahl, mm-hmm. but uh, that's that dark. that's pretty old. I mean, that, I doubt that a third grader would be reading that no, to a kindergarten. No, that's like a big chapter book. Yeah, this was definitely more like a, you know, yeah, it's 20, more picture twenty page book. picture yeah. book kind of a thing. Um, but uh, you know, that kid was of a totally different world than me, and I remember seeing him at recess too, and like being like, hi, you know, and him being like, hey, you know, but being a little too cool for me outside of the, the, the program where mm-hmm. he was my buddy. And you and me, we talk about this uh, quite a bit because of homeschooling, more specifically unschooling. Like we're kind of adamantly against that whole uh, concept of separating children by age. Right. Uh, I don't think it's good. I don't think anything good comes from that. No. I, I think that everything a lot of good things come from a diverse group of different age ages and genders and you know all everything the genders else. all of them <laughs> all, the all two of them <laughs> uh, sorry I'm I trust the science guys I think there's two anyway um, it's um, I, I think that 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 type of separation makes it easier for us to swallow this generational type of type of stuff too. Um, and along with like pointing out in a previous episode about uh, nursing homes 
and funeral parlors mm-hmm. and some of the things that were breaking up the the um, family unit yeah as as we see it uh, all kind of emerging and becoming solidified in the 1950s mm-hmm. when I look at this list I see that those overlapping ones all start late eight late 19th century 1890. I would not surprise me, not one bit, if the first time we ever really called a generation by a title and gave it years that they were born, I bet that was the the boomers. Yeah, well, okay, so when... Because what could have happened is somebody made this up, say, in 1960, mm-hmm. and they just named the previous generation. That, so that's what some I'm getting dates. At, except yeah. I'm thinking 1950. I'm picking 1950 as kind of this pinnacle point in time. Uh, I don't know that I can pin it to a year, but I think around 1950, around, uh, according to this, 46 is when the boomer generation started. When those, when the first boomers were about four years old was when we really started pushing no more parlors in your home. It needs to be a living room. Mm-hmm. No more old folks in your home. They need to go to a, a nursing home. Um, kids get out of the house when they turn 18. Um, and it would make a lot of sense to me. I, you know, if anybody has any thoughts or knowledge more, even better is knowledge. Like if you know, if you have a, if you've read a book that you could recommend where it talks about this kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to look into it more because what's really interesting here is when did they start saying generations had names and dates? And then just to, you know, we won't get into this because maybe this isn't the podcast for it. Maybe this is your other gig, but I'm sorry that they didn't start it until 1890. And that's that. I mean, if you look into Tartaria and like orphan trains and world fair stuff, didn't I say before we hit record, we weren't going to talk about it. I'm going to do my best not to talk about (laughs) it. And then I bring it up, but no, but it's, it bothers me because every time I'm looking at anything and we try to find something past 1860 and I cannot (laughs) find it, even like your family history, which is so well known, you get to your great, great grandpa and it's like, Oh, he was an orphan and his parents died on the same day. It's like, where did he come? come from and so to say that again and to have that first generation that's from 1890 to 1915 What's it's it called? called the lost generation <laughs> it's literally called the lost generation but then also why would they call it that the unless sec- they were all a bunch of freaking orphans from the uh from the infantoriums that uh we saw we've seen pictures of from the from the world's fairs where they had all the incubator babies and that were auctioned off. so it's also, there's a secondary name listed for the lost generation. It's called the generation of 1914. So do we know a significance for 1914? I probably should. Well, some war or something. December of 1913, when the Federal Reserve was enacted. Okay. So we didn't become generations until they started no, stealing no. tax by force? Uh, no, that was, it was in 1913 the that tax? the income tax Yeah, that's was what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. A lot of, lot of crazy, I, I mean, we have no answers in case anyone was wondering. Um, we just have lots of questions and ideas. We watched a twilight zone a long time ago uh-huh. where a guy traveled back in time. I don't mm. remember what year he traveled to, but he traveled from like 1959 or 61, whatever year was modern when the episode was made. And he traveled back. I want to say to like, uh, yeah, you know, 1905 mm-hmm. and 
when he real he didn't realize he'd tra- time traveled, but he immediately when he realized it, he started shaking someone's hand. He's like, "Oh, I've always admired anyone who was alive before 1913." Because that like really hit me because I was like, "Oh, I wonder if he's." And, and Is he it, referring to the he, he was tax? he was like a, a financial. Uh, guy too. So he, yeah, he was talking about pre taxes, pre pre income tax. Like, I, like it seemed like a, a, a small slight in the episode, huh. but as someone with my mind, you know, it was like, I know exactly why he would say that. Right. You know, right. Um, it's a good show, but, uh, um, you know, 19, you know, that 1913, 1913 like holds holds a place in my so in the my generation head. of 1914 we should yeah so there's a lot more th- research we but could what's do. notable is the generation of 1914 according to this was born between 1890 and 1915 right so only two years of those people were were of that yeah of 1940 like so like that, why that why means... would you call anyone from 1890 why would you call anyone from I th- from from uh, 1990, why would you call them the generation of 2014? Well, I think it's maybe, is it supposed to be when they're coming of age? Like when you're like having a family, that would be Oh. then, you know, that would put you okay. about 24 if you were born on the early end of that. Okay. But I don't know. It's just, it's all really confusing and all really yeah. dumb. And they're all random ass names. And who comes up with it? Why are they decided upon? How do they stick? Like where, what does it actually mean for anything? Is it, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, I don't, it just came out of nowhere as far as I was concerned as a Pepsi commercial. And then all of a sudden we talked, I remember hearing baby boomer. I remember hearing that. And then I remember hearing the greatest generation, like in history class, when we would talk about that, the industrial revolution and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. It's just all really weird. And yeah, it's just another way to divide people into groups so that you think that you can't relate to one another. Yeah, I, I remember here. I remember that Pepsi thing. I remember the terms Generation X and Baby Boomer from my childhood. But I never really knew who was who. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't go, oh, my parents are that. My sister is, is Generation X and... I must be a different generation than my sister who's three years older than me. What? I didn't even see that Generation X also has a name called Baby Bust. Yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah, I don't get why that's I don't there. That's a I mean, this website, too. This is just total dog shit website, but I, I it mean, It was just still. the first thing that came up. Do you up. have Wikipedia up? Is it the yeah, same? Yeah, but it's just not as straightforward. It's like way more really like it doesn't have like a, a list. There's not a list like that one. Uh, that's the same, but they didn't have Xenia listed, right? Um, yeah, when I get over here, it's this kind of a list in a graphic. It again, starts with the, uh, silent, lo- no, the lost, the generation. lost generation, lost generation, greatest gener. Oh wait. Yeah. See what the fuck it's like, yeah, it's different than the other one. It says lost generation, greatest generation, silent generation, Baby boomers. Wait. I think that's Did the I same. Did I just get it? Lost. Inter- oh, it doesn't have the interbellum. No. So, yeah, there's a few extras on there. So, that's why it's like, I don't know, wh- how is this agreed upon and what is it supposed to be? And I also remember, since we've been together, we watched, it was early in our relationship, so probably like 2010, 
we watched a thing. <clears throat> Fuck, I can't remember what it was. It was something like a 2020 news magazine movie or a TV show type thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it was about like the current generation that was coming up in 2010. And they were saying that that was going to be known as Generation Me. Oh, M-E. God. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, because, because kids are fucking needy. You know? <laughs> uh, because we're, they're being we're, coddled cause, so Because we have helicopter parents. Yeah. And, uh, they're all being coddled. And they're being taught that they're the center of the universe. Um, and they were going to be known as Generation Me. Whatever the fuck that was that we watched... Uh, I guess freaking 12 years ago or so now. Um, I've never heard that term again. Yeah. Generation me. But it was like a whole, you know, hour long thing about kids learning on computers and how they're all that maybe not learning on computers. Like they're using computers for social media and that these phones are going to be. Oh yeah. Uh, it's all about the because selfies and yeah. Selfies, mm-hmm. social media. It was creating the me or Generation Me, I think is what they were calling it. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, if anyone knows and wants to write us an email, that'd be awesome because I'm really curious how they come up with this. Who comes up with it? How does it come up with, you know, why Why does what stick? When do they decide? Do they decide ahead of time? Because it also seems like you wouldn't name a generation until it was over and you could look at it in hindsight. Like, because you can't say something, you can't give a name to something that doesn't, ex- I mean, you can, like, but it's not going to be apt. Like it doesn't make necessarily make sense unless like millennial makes sense. Cause you knew we were coming up on the millennial millennium. millennium, but I don't know how you would. And the lost generation makes sense because there was just a bunch of people that were erased from history. Well, and you know, actually as millennial came up, you know, that was, we'd never heard that term when we watched that generation me thing. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and when I first started, I, I can't even think to, of a timeline event to think about when I first started hearing that, but I definitely misconstrued it. I didn't think they were talking about me. That's for sure. I didn't think they were talking about people being born in even the eighties period. Uh, I thought they were talking about, um, you know, probably like 95 and later mm-hmm. people being born, uh, in 95 or later. Uh, and I, I was, I, I jumped right on board and see, this is kind of what I'm getting at with it. I jumped right on board with saying, yeah, fuck millennials. Fuck uh-huh. those, fuck those little pieces of shit that are using social media and they can't, they, they need a calculator to do any math. And, you know, they don't know how to spell cause they're all using this shorthand on computer. You know, I jumped right on that yeah. and that's, and that's what's at the root of why I'm talking about all this. And I, and it, and it, and it goes with the, with the classrooms separating us year by year within these generations. We're so quick. Every generation, it's like a meme to say every generation after mine is a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. These dang kids these days. And I, I fall into this trap all the time. You know, programming goes deep. It's like I I do it all the time. Uh, I I find myself. I mean, listen to End of the Apocalypse with me and Adam. I do it there. I'll I'll I'll, I'll sit there and and we'll talk about like men being um, uh, effeminate today mm-hmm. and how there's no masculinity. Toxic masculinity is their fear. And they don't want to be masculine and stuff like that. Well, isn't that me just saying? 
fuck that generation. Well, that yeah, because it's not fair. Because there's there's gonna be some awesome people out there of that age, and there's there's just like if we're considered millennials, we're not the typical we're not, millennial. That we're not millennials. The, the stereotype you know? that they're painting, and it's, and and you know, and there is. I mean, there's something to all of it too, of that, like, um, you know, the boomers in general are way tougher than the, than the, than the millennials, right? They, Mm -hmm. they, they live, they work harder and, and, um, you know, have a better work ethic, we'll say, Mm. uh, I mean, maybe not, maybe not across the board, but they, but they, they grew up having to earn more money than be awarded money for say good behavior. Like, I think that was a pretty foreign concept for the boomers as kids Yeah, being given a dollar because you behaved while your parents were at the body shop and you had to wait patiently for an Mm -hmm. hour. You know, you didn't ever get anything for that. You didn't get ice cream on the way home for it either. You know, like, but then we get to a point where like, now I'm pretty sure there are parents who pay their kids for that kind of stuff. But let's keep in mind those boomers were fucking hated <laughs> by what what generation would it be that that hated them? Uh, the silent generation, or, or the certainly gra- the, the greatest, greatest generation. the greatest generation. That's the because World the War II vets and shit. The baby boomers are just shit. skating by, and they're got everything handed to them, and all these modern conveniences and we, washer and dryer and think think about it from, from a military military point point of view. The World War II vets thought that the Vietnam vets were a bunch of fucking pussies. Well, that's the greatest generation. They were call- also called the GI generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was the World War II era pe- right. generation. And those yeah. guys were super pumped on themselves. You know, we were like, we went in, we fucked we up We came Hitler. back from that war as heroes. And then the baby boomers came back from the war as. So what did the lost generation think of the greatest generation? You know, what did the, what did their parents and grandparents think of them? Were they like, maybe they weren't like they're a bunch of pussies, but maybe the other way around of something that like, dude, they're too full of themselves. They think they went over and fucking killed Hitler. But, uh, I watched this whole fucking thing go down and it wasn't the way that they're saying it went down, you know? Well, you know, what's really interesting of all this that brings it, uh, brings up that it's just, memory and history and stories that are told about things that have happened before a lifetime is it's like really impossible to, to know if that shit really happened the way they say it did. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I mean, we have watched in the last two years, them rewriting history before our eyes yeah. as it was in happening real in real time. And so to think about what they could do over a hundred year period is insane. So when we have little things that are in writing on paper photographs from a time long before us, like with your family history, it's really neat. And those things feel true. But when you look on the internet, that stuff that can be updated daily with new information that they say they might've just gathered. I mean, or you look at like the pyramids in Egypt and I don't, okay. So History for me often stops when I'm going backwards at like 1860, 1890, right? Mm-hmm. Right around in there. But then there's all this other stuff and like literary um, 
you know, works and uh, pyramids and stuff from much long, year, hundreds of years before that, right? Yeah. But then there seems to be like a gap at the beginning of 1800. Am I wrong? Is there just, have I just never looked at that time period close well, enough? What, what do you mean? What, at the beginning of 1800? Yes. Like yeah. Like 1800 to 1850? Yes. Well, it depends on how you're looking at it. Um, I find that it turns into an empty fucking void when you work your way backwards and you try to work with real things. Um, it is hard for me to find people that I speak to in real life who can trace their grandparents back before 1850 or so. Um, but if we're talking um, uh, like archaeology, mm-hmm. um, no. Or, or just history, like uh, academia. Yeah. If we're talking academia... I mean, like, well, the whole, like, it, the whole beginning of the 19th century, they were finding dinosaur bones. We have, we have tons was and tons of... Was that the beginning of, of the 1800s? Yeah, it was like, like, I don't know, uh, 1830 to 1845. Well, that was that like didn't the, happen. I know, right? But that's what I mean to say. Like, that's why I choose that. Like, yeah, wow. It's like, okay. it's like we have, I mean, there, like, tons of things. Lots of reliable stuff to go off of. All right, I get like, it. Like, I mean, I'm sure I could type in on Wikipedia... Uh, 1814 and it would give a list of important events from 18 from any year sure right and it'll give all these events which are academia according to academia happened at this time uh-huh. you know it's not like there's like a, a an actual blank spot there no i guess there is only when you try to use real information but when you're trying to use real information and you know if you look into like anatoly flamenco stuff like you know i mean he thinks that there was uh a thousand years inserted into our timeline. Mm. Uh, you know, there's all this stuff again, I'm trying not to go in too much into the old world stuff, but there's like, there's a whole lot of question about, uh, the one in all of the dates, all of the years, uh, they, there, it's thought that that one is actually an I or possibly a J Mm -hmm. for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that like, According to some, uh, I'm really trying not to get into this, but it's like, um, according to a lot of people, we might be in the year um, uh, 1022 right now. Mm-hmm. That we we added a thousand years to just make shit make more sense. Um, there's other people who look at it from even shorter timeline periods of that, like everything has happened in the last thousand years mm-hmm. or so. And then, but then, you know, I, my, my first plane with timelines ever was getting into what at the time I called alternative. Now it seems almost mainstream archeology span of that, uh, the Graham Hancock, uh, things just keep getting older. Mm-hmm. I really like stretching that timeline out. I don't do it as much anymore as I did 10 years ago, but, uh, you know, fuck the pyramids weren't built 6,000 years ago. I think they were built a hundred thousand years ago. I mean, that'd be real controversial, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in academia. They, they're, they're like, no, they can't be more than 6,000. And then you have people who are saying, well, maybe they were 10,000 years ago. And it's like, no, that's impossible. And then you have people like Michael Cremo, who's like, fuck man. <laughs> he thinks that this shit could have been going on for millions of years. Wow. The human, the human timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, it, to me, it's all up for grabs, but it does, things always are most interesting to me right now between 1850 and 1890. And the fact that this 
first page that I clicked on when typing in uh, generations on on the search. It, it starts in 1890. And starts with the lost it, generation. It hits me like a, like a fucking brick to the head. Yeah. It's like, oh, yep, see? <laughs> right. But I don't know. I, I think um, it would be interesting to see if anybody could tell you who decides what these are called. Yeah. Like there's there's a, a group in our government, state government that decides what the state slogan is and what the state bird is and what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who get, who, who tells us what the generations are called? Yeah. Right. Like that, when you bring up states and bringing up the, uh, naming things like that, that's like almost, uh, that's too much in my opinion, let alone a generation to in- embody at least our entire Culture are and are they meaning? Is this a United worldwide States? thing, or is this just for the United States? But I mean, it does say at the top of this graph, it says uh, these are Western cultural generations. Or maybe that's what I should be saying. Cultural generations. Social generations, cultural gen. And eh, no, I like social. Um, Japan and Asia and portions of Europe will have their own generational definitions based on major cultural, political, and economic influences. So it's suggesting that there's other lists like this for different... For um, different countries for or different, areas, yeah. Yeah, at least continents or something. Weird. Very weird. Definitely more... I've never really looked into it, obviously, yeah. but based yeah, on my... And, 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 sorry, I just thought of it. Like It's really funny to think of applying the greatest generation. Like You think people in Af- who were born in Africa between... Um, 1910 and 1924 call themselves part of the greatest generation. <laughs> you know what not. I mean? Like, like it's like, that just sounds silly. Mm, it sure does. And that's what, it, when did they name? That's what I think they named them that, you know, after yeah. it was over. I, I, I'm, I'm without researching it just like I was about the nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember I was saying on that one, I, oh, I wish I'd research this better. Uh, I bet they started around, 1950. Well, I did my research after that, and sure enough, I mean, they go back into uh, right, right to around uh, 1860. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> but they were quite different. They were more like insane asylums. Um, and they really became into what they are, which is like a. a and and they a were home. very specifically only for people with no family. Yeah, people who couldn't care people for themselves. Who couldn't care for themselves and had no one to care for them. The state would put them in insane asylums. And then by, uh, I think, the 1930s, they started having, uh, they said, that's inhumane. Just because someone's old and doesn't have anyone to take care of them doesn't mean they should go and hang out with the with the insane people. So then they so, started to make them more like hospitals. Yes, just for old people. And that didn't really take off until the 1950s. And that's when they, uh, 50s or 60s, and when they started to try to make them like more like a home-like setting, plus a hospital-like combo. Yeah, it didn't really take off until the 50s. And by the mid-70s, there was massive regulation going into them because so many people were being mistreated in those places. Right. So Because then when you start to get the whole medic- Medicare, Medicaid. Medicare. I can't ever remember which one. The one for the old people. Yeah. That, when you get that involved, then it's the state paying money to these facilities who can just take people in and then not treat them the way they're supposed to be. So then there brings in all this other regulation and the ombudsman program. Ombudsman. You add add an extra 
part it's of what, whatever your mom is. My mom does that, which is upsetting to me because like she's volunteering for the state. Yeah. Ombuds, um, ombudsman. Well, hey, we're getting off because I just wanted to say my intuition was right about that. And I feel like my intuition is going to be right about this generational thing. I think that it was into the baby boomer generation that they came up with the name of not only the baby boomer generation, but the greatest generation, the silent generation, you know, all of this shit. And we know sort of, I guess now that at least the millennials weren't really named until after the millennials because they weren't calling them millennials in about 2010. We would have heard that in that thing that we watched and Mm -hmm. we didn't hear that name for another, you know, three to five years. It's very weird. And I think it's great. A really good format for our podcast that we bring up conversation uh, uh, topics for conversation uh, while we record on things that we don't really know anything about. And then we do the research afterwards. Yeah. We're just kind of working <laughs> it out for you guys or in yeah. front of you guys, in front of you guys. And if anybody has anything to add, we love getting emails and hearing about it. Yeah, absolutely. Love hearing from you guys. Uh, feedback is wonderful, but even better than feedback is when you add to what we're talking about and even better than just adding to it is when you correct us. Uh, it has yet to have happened, but I know there's people listening who are going, eh, you know what? They're wrong about X, Y, or Z. Uh, generation X, Y, or Z. X, Y, or Z. <laughs> uh, so, and yeah. if you guys ever hear us say anything that you're like, eh, you guys got it wrong, we are super open-minded uh, I, I want to hear, I, I believe it or not, I love hearing that I'm wrong, not because I like to be wrong, but because I like to be more right. We like to learn and have more information. And please, if anyone has family history for themselves back past oh, yeah. 1890, please yeah, let us know. Even 1890, but really. Really 1860, 1850, before that. Yeah. Let us know. I will be very interested, you know, very, very interested. Hey, you want to hear something I've never told you? Sure. Actually, I probably have. <laughs> if I haven't, my grandma certainly did before she passed away. Uh, did you know that there's a side of my family that can be cre- traced back to the year, like, uh, 1050 or so? No. Yeah. British stuff? Yeah. Yeah, your grandma was real proud of the British stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, a name that goes back, you'll you'll recognize it from a slightly distant family, Air. Mm-hmm. A-Y-E-R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that they've traced that name was granted in like eight in like not 18 in like the year 1050 Mm. by King something or another when that King's battle helmet got smashed in in battle Mm -hmm. and a supposed relative of mine cut gosh None of this thing. I don't think about this very often, but it's that he cut the helmet off of him on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does someone cut a steel? I'm just picturing a steel knight's helmet. You, it would not have been welcomed to ask questions about this. No, as no. This old people tell you the story. Well, plus, I kind of hated it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't care. Uh, you know, when I was a kid. Now I'm becoming more interested, but I don't really like that side of my family, so I don't really want to ask him for any information. <laughs> but he cut the helmet off of the king and saved his life and thereby he was named heir because mm-hmm. he got him heir. Okay. He couldn't breathe under that helmet that had been bashed in. But fuck. 
I mean, I don't think one fucking bit of any of that's true. Oh yeah, one of, somebody could have made that up, or I mean, maybe it was true, but it was a different year. Like you said, they love their British stuff over there in that I part know. of my family, in oh that section God. of my family. They, they would, they would all believe anything they were told if they said that the people that they came from had English accents. Right, and it was just <laughs> like was, that's fucking retarded. It was so funny because when I was pregnant with our first son. Um, your grandma and your aunt were so excited because the whatever prince or whatever was yeah. pregnant with their oh first God. kid at the same time as me and our wedding our wedding was around the same time that they got married i don't even know what prince that is i bet see this Princess is how this Kate, is how history is fucking skewed those people mm-hmm. who were i'm related to probably at that time told other people oh they're getting married now because because <laughs> this is going on. They're being influenced by the royal family shit. Oh, that's which, maddening. I, I, I mean, prove I was, me wrong. I don't want to talk oh. to them and ask. I mean, even if no. I asked them, they'd say, well, you did, didn't you? No, they, I don't know what they'd say. But Oh, people were so excited, like random people. Oh, you're getting married? Oh, so it's so exciting because the royal wedding, and then you can see what God, colors you want. I'm like, colors? See, I don't remember any what are you talking of that. About? I don't remember anyone saying that shit. But that's because that side of my family that claims that they can trace their art, my family uh, lineage back to 1050, yeah. they just love that shit so fucking so much that I have tuned it out my entire people. life. <laughs> I have tuned that shit out my entire fucking life. Yeah, which life. is a bummer because I would like to know what the actual, if you there's pictures and stuff that go past that date, you know? Maybe so, it's worth digging into. I know one of your cousins was doing some ge- genealogy stuff and I could probably look into it. Right that. before I dropped out of school. I needed to do a uh, like family tree type project uh-huh. for school, and I didn't do it. I like just I, I like wasn't giving a shit about school anymore. Yeah. Uh, but something convinced me to turn something in at the last minute, and I and my mom helped me just like put together a little booklet or something mm-hmm. that did that back to ten fifty, but. I was so un I like I don't think I even fucking read that assignment that I turned in. Sure. Kind of a thing. Um but it's there. I mean like all I have to do is reach out to those people. Yeah. I probably should. We 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 could do that. Yeah. It would it would be good for me to to you know uh at least read over what they what they say and maybe I'll maybe I'll read it and be like, "Huh. This feels pretty solid." So- so here's an interesting thing. I remember with some Mormon friends that they were really into keeping track of their family tree. Mormons would be fun to talk to about this. And I would wonder Ooh. why they fi- find that so important in their religion. Number one, because they also think journaling is extremely important in yeah. keeping a record uh-huh. as well as stockpiling. Yeah. Um, but when was Joseph Smith? Like when when was Joseph Smith called a prophet? Uh, so, you know, I'm not sure. I, I just listened to that THC. Uh-huh. Oh, the one where it's talking about I wanna, I wanna say Mormons top, and drugs. I want to say off the top of my head, 1850. Yeah, because I think it was, it's more recent, you know, than any other religion. But when, when, uh, yeah, I feel like it had to have been after that time. But I, I wonder why, I, I've, and it feels like the Mormons are trying to trace their, their history back to that Joseph Smith time. Look at that. Uh, he was born in 1805, according to... A search with the sidebar, well, it's like probably Wikipedia or whatever. Uh, he he lived until 1844. So he would have been 
when did when was he doing Seerstone stuff? Probably like yeah. Uh, well, if he was born in 1805, I'd say about 1825. Yeah, he was pretty young when he was doing that. He was like, a, well, he was like, a, according to that THC, he was when he was a kid, he was uh, badly hurt and had a lame leg, and therefore couldn't perform in like farming duties. Mm-hmm. So he became like the spiritual kid. Yeah. From their shit, and they were apparently very involved in the occult. Well, they were because they were tre- treasure hunting. They were treasure seekers, and they were using yeah. occult means to and try to was, find treasure. Yeah, they were using him to try and find treasure. And he died at age thirty-eight, nineteen forty-four, or eighteen forty-four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think um, the the Mormon stuff, as far as far as I know, they try to trace their family history back to that era. To to. Yeah, that would be interesting. We have some Mormon friends. I have some real tight connects. I, I know. I know the bishop of the. You do. The local we're, church. We're tight. We used to we used to work for a Mormon family. Yeah, uh, they're great. It, it has nothing to do with this, but I might just uh, wax Mormon for one sec since it came up. Sure. I love Mormons. Um, I question them a lot, just as I do everything. But um, first, when I was uh, when I was um, I don't know twelve, I had a Mormon friend at school. And I was, uh, I was, I was a bit of a rebel already, you know. I was listening to the heavy metals, and I was maybe smoking a little weed, and you know, sneaking cigarettes and stuff like that. And uh, he thought I was cool, and he wanted me to hang out. And I went to his, I went, I went and spent time with his family like two or three times. And I was just like a real piece of shit kid who tried to piss adults off all the time. And when I went there. I could not piss those adults off, and they seemed to love me. I, that was exactly the same with my experience with my best friend in high school. Right. And her parents just thought I was the best because I was so funny. They didn't. They didn't bat an eye at me swearing. You know, like they didn't swear, but they didn't go get out of my house mm-hmm. as as a not that practicing Christian regular Christian would have done. Oh if yeah. I, if I oh stuck. yeah, all the judgy regular Christians or Catholics that we know when we were little. Heck yeah. I I uh, had a VHS tape of Help, the Beatles movie, and uh, they were interested, and they said, "Hey, let's put it on." And, like the whole family watched Help, <laughs> like like well, and it, and they talked to me. They looked me in the eye, and they talked to me, which was something I didn't get from most adults at that time. And I believe that if I had been uh, exposed to them more, I they would have nourished something in me, and I would have probably uh, been a better person had I spent a bunch of time with Mormons at that time. And then later, you and I worked for Mormons. They were incredibly forgiving, great people who were not like. I, I think one time I said something about killing hippies in front of uh, the boss man, who was you know like the head of his church. And he, he kind of gave me a sideways look. And I was like, I'm just joking. And, and he, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, in general, I mean, I would say some far out shit in front of him. And he was always like, okay. Yeah. Well, I think what was interesting about them too is, I mean, the family values, right? Um, the idea of having big families and taking care of their family. Um, and the pre- pre- prepping stuff. Like they, yeah. they believe everybody should have a stockpile. I don't know why, why is that? I don't know the end of the earth and they then got those heaven things, is here right. or something. Journaling, family lineage, yeah, prepping, family all, values, all these things. I don't know the 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 reasoning behind it is is pure, but those things are 
by my I want to be doing all this. I know because we're when we're talking about Latter Day Saints, not the fundamentalists with the several um, wives. I know they'd be so much cooler if they were like, like <laughs> they got all the wives. I don't know how why anyone would want more than one wife. Oh God! Oh <laughs> so God! Well, I mean, I know one reason why they might want it. Oh yeah, for a night, and you then... could have like four meals every dinner. <laughs> you could four like, meals have, every dinner. You could have them all. It'd be like Taco Bell every fourth Four, meal, fourth the fourth meal, meal. <laughs> every day. Uh, whatever. Oh. Um, but Mormons are cool. Little sidetrack there. I don't know. I think I might have spent what I got to say on this like um, division by age and by generation. Uh, I don't think I ever really made my point because I can't quite articulate well, you what it, it is. Yet. You I'm, haven't found. I'm your looking point. for it. Um, these are all parts of, these are all pieces of a puzzle that I'm sure is going to paint a great picture, at least for myself. And for, for me, if I've, I've come to anything from this conversation, it is that it's just one more little thing that the majority of people know about generations, right? They know mm-hmm. names of generations, but they don't know why they're there. They don't know how they got there. They don't know exactly what they mean, but everybody thinks they know. Yeah. They yeah, know. Everyone's got two cents on all this. All about the generate. Well, that was the baby boomer and they're like this and this is a millennial and they're like this and we don't get along and this one didn't like that. But who came up with those names and why do they come up with those names? And, and when how, did that all how start? How long have we been doing that? Yeah. And nobody knows the answers to those. And did anything exist before 1850? No one's asking that question. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> did Idiot. the simulation start on January 1st, 1850? Like when was the last time that came up in conversation? Never. No one does. But yeah, I think that that's just, um, it's just another reminder that, that there's people that are overconfident with information that they just hear floating around mm-hmm. and it becomes their own and it becomes their beliefs and they, that they do not know. Especially I think everyone's tied to it. Like they feel that they have a piece of it because I am a millennial or I am generation X or my dad is a boomer, you yeah. know, like, like you just feel real fucking confident that you know that this is a thing, but just like we get to with every subject, if we, if we talk about something for too long, it all becomes a construct. It sure does. It, it's all a fucking construct. So when you act like you fucking know everything about it, it's like, yeah, you know everything about a construct that could change at any time by everybody just thinking something a little bit different. For sure. So, good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, if anybody knows anything about the history of generations being named, there's a chicken right there outside that window. Yeah, what's up, girl? <laughs> it's looking down at us. What up, girl? Because we're in the basement. That what you up really to, cute. huh? Oh, adorable. Okay, so if you know about generations and why they named them or when they do or any of how that comes about or if you have any good resources on that, let us know. If you can trace your family history farther back than we said, we would also love to hear about that. Or if you're a Mormon and you know why they trace their family history, why that's so important to Mormons, we'd love to hear about that too. Looking at you, buff. Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like not a real Mormon. He was like a Catholic Mormon. Oh, really? I don't know. He said he jumped religions. We got to have them on because I, they're so nice and they, they they're so good at their hosting Buffalo and legs from uh, false reality check. When we were on there, 
Like I kept thinking, oh, I want to ask them about that. But then they're, they got their mic on mute and they're just smiling at you. And then like, I was just talking the whole time. I have so many questions for both of them. So I'd love to have them on. I want to ask them about that. Yeah. Book them. Book them, Dano. <laughs> I think we're kind of wrapping up here. I, maybe we'll talk about the future of this podcast since it, that just came up. I want to start having more guests on. Yeah, I guess would be fun. I'm really liking these one-on-ones. I'd like to continue them. But maybe we'll get into a groove where we still do this once a week, mm-hmm. but once a week or once a month or so at other times. Like we'll still do this once a week, but whenever it works out, we also have another, like we interview someone. Yeah. Or I don't, I don't feel like I'm an interviewer, but we have a conversation, conversation. with yeah. someone else. For sure. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people I've been talking to about such things. Um, so I think I think that would be kind of cool because I don't want to give up on this. This is like a this is a this is a great um, not only just way for us to spend time doing to spend time together, but uh, you know we've got we, believe it or not we got good chemistry. <laughs> That's probably why we've been married for so long. Um, and um, like this puzzle that I want to put together, you know I can't work this out with anyone else. Besides you. Yeah. Um, so I want to keep working at this with you. And I also want to, you know, continue talking about the moon and other things like that with you and stuff too. Um, but I want to start bringing other people in as well. Yeah. So if you want to come and talk to us, you don't have to be have a podcast or do anything fancy. Just if you're a person who likes to talk about what we're talking about, family and kids and homeschooling and the state and all of that, come and, come and uh, send us an email and someone, come on and chat. Someone I'm started thinking of today that I want to get on here that we'd have come sit, sit here with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of good opportunities, uh, prospects. So again, check out my, uh, YouTube video all about that preservation, uh, workshop. So preserving today, uh, the exploring fermentation, uh, video, check that out. If it seems like a cool idea to you, email me to register greener postures at protonmail.com. If you want to be on this show with us, it's the world as it is today at protonmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. Anything else? Be sure to check out Deborah Gets Red Pilled and Into the Apocalypse with me and Adam. Um, I think that's it. Got some cool guests lined up. Dude, we <laughs> we got... There's, there's a couple people coming up that I can't believe i'm gonna have the opportunity to talk to you i dare not reveal because i have found that when i've talked about who's coming up they cancel oh okay so i'm not gonna don't even tell your wife i i've told you (laughs) i know but i don't remember so it's fine hey perfect (laughs) all right well thanks everybody thanks for listening and uh this is the world as it is today 